What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Tuesday. It is September 20th, 23 days now until puck drop for the 2022-2023 uh, Penguin season. And yes, behind me over here, for those that are watching on YouTube, there is Skipper the Penguin, um, one of the only stuffed animals that uh, is at my house right now. And yes, he he sleeps in the bed with me. I have no shame um, in it. So if anyone is wondering uh, why, he, why he is in the picture, well, you know, there you go. So again, I have no shame in that. For today's show, we're going to get into the Penguins training camp schedule that came out today. I'll give you um, all of the information on that. Remember, um, all the practices are free and open to the public. I, I, I think the only practices that I don't think you all will be able to go to are the game day um, skates. I think those are going to be closed. Um, we're also going to get into some fun scrimmage lines and pairings that, you know, they everyone says do not read into it. And I would say this as well, but, you know, I'm going to read into it just a little bit. Just, just a little bit because there are some pairings there that I think we could see um, during the regular season. And then I'm going to end the show with some talk about some of the retirements today with P.K. Subban, Zindano Chara, and Keith Yandel. So that's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO and Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So you know, a lot of fun things happening in Penguin Land lately again. Um <coughs> Apologize, my voice is still not back to 100% yet. Um, I've you know been dealing with some COVID stuff for the last week. The last thing that the last two things that have just been taking a little longer to go away are the sore throat and the head um, and sinus congestion. For some reason, it just wants to stay around longer. Um, don't know why. Um, you know, been taking some medicine, been trying to drink some tea with honey. You know, it, it works a little bit, but then it comes back. So. You know, the voice I have right now, you know, that's what the one you're going to have until um, it's fully back. But again, let's get right into it. So about 3.30 today on Tuesday, the Penguins um, released their UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex training camp schedule. Remember, for, for those that don't know, September 22nd is the first day of camp for the Penguins. That is on a Thursday, three weeks to the day, actually, for when they open up on the season on October 13th. Um, so the, the, the player... Um, the players, you know, they'll be split into, you know, basically like I, I think it's like three teams, something like that. So, two, two there will be two practice sessions from nine to nine forty-five on Tuesday for those that want to go. Team one will be practicing. Team two will practice, and then they'll have a scrimmage between each other from ten to ten forty-five. They'll have some conditioning, and then team three is going to practice, and then team three um, will also have a conditioning thing. And then Friday, you know, team two and team three will practice. Then they'll scrimmage. Team one will then finish the day with practice. And then Saturday, team three and team one will practice. They'll also have a scrimmage. Um, Sunday, remember that? Uh, I, that's, I can't believe that's coming up so quickly here. The Penguins will have their first preseason game. Um, there will be a morning skate for that, a one o'clock game against Columbus. Uh, and the Penguins will also play another game against the Blue Jackets that night. So I think there's going to be a split. Um, I think it's just going to be like a split team a um, couple of preseason games. They'll have a day off next Monday. They'll have a game against Detroit next Tuesday, so a week from today. 
And then, you know, a lot of practices after that, some scrimmages on the 30th and all that stuff. And then they'll officially wrap up camp on Friday, October 7th, October 8th. So the camp will be going for um, about a couple of weeks. But again, for those that are looking, thinking of going on Thursday, I'll repeat this for you all again. Team one and team two will practice at the same time on two different rinks. They'll scrimmage. They'll do some conditioning. And then you can watch team three practice um, and all that stuff. And I believe everything will wrap up at around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of fun stuff uh, going forward with the Penguins. And I also should tell you all, um, the Penguins have added forward uh, Brooklyn uh, Kalmakov um, to the Penguins training camp roster. You can find their updated roster um, on the website. Um, I, I have no idea who the player they added was. I, I will I will say that right now. I know you all are gonna, you're, you're all going to tell me, well, you know, it's your job to know that who that is. I have never heard of that player in my life. I, I usually know most players, I think, in hockey. Um, he's probably just a camp body. I'm not going to really um, read too much into it, to say the least. Um, it's also nice the last couple of days. I always love when the Penguins do their – uh, season ticket delivery. I think it's honestly one of the best things they do right before camp. Um, you really get to see a lot of the players just, you know, give back to the fans and, you know, meet some of the most diehard Penguins fans out there. And, you know, it was, it was really cool to see Sid speak to the media about everything. And especially how he did confirm that he got pretty lit up at <laughs> Nathan McKinnon's cup party. He did say that he's hoping to host one again as soon as this year. But um, it's nice to see that, you know, Sid's not a robot hundred percent of the time, um, to say the least. Um, you know, Chris Tang, he was delivering tickets, Ricard Raquel, Brock McGinn, Evgeny Malkin. Um, basically everyone that was on the team um was delivering tickets um on Monday. They they've been doing that, you know, I believe since I was like in middle school. I, I'm pretty positive. I, I probably since before I was on social media. Um, so you know, I'm glad that they keep doing this. It's it's again, it's a great way to give back to the fans and just show how much they matter um, to the success of this team. And, you know, it's great that, you know, the Penguins, they just have, you know, that this team just has such a very passionate fan base um, in general. So loved that um, as well. Um, I I guess we'll we'll quickly get into some of the scrimmage lines and pairings um, that we saw today. So, as always, great to see Jake Gensel, Cindy Crosby, and Brian Rust. Um, you know, they have their little fun. Um, and again, these are very informal, you know, that you basically just, you come in, you have a skate before camp, you know, you just, you're screwing around with your teammates. Um, Zucker was with Malkin and Heinen. Maybe we'll see that line this year. Maybe we weren't. But another another forward line that, you know, I, we did see was Drew O'Connor, Teddy Bluger, and Brock again. And I do think there's a chance that that could be the fourth line. This year, if O'Connor does beat out Ryan Paley and Josh Archibald and a few other players um, for that 12th forward spot, you know, so pretty straightforward lines there. You know, I'm not I'm not really reading um, too much into those. I mean, obviously, you're going to see Jake Ensel, Sid and Brian Rust on the top line for most of the season unless, you know, the line does struggle. And, you know, it, it has at times, which means, you know, you can probably just flip flop Ricard Raquel up there or whoever whoever you want to put in. Um, hang on. Or something like that. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water there. Um, but, you know, those are very, again, very informal. But, you know, I like that we're seeing some lines that, you know, there's a decent chance that those will be some, 
established lines, especially if O'Connor is able to really be impressive in camp. I'm going to get to the rest of the lines that we saw in that scrimmage um, coming up right after this commercial break. Um, there's some interesting deep pairs in there that I've been talking about on the show um, during the offseason that you know we're, we're, we're starting to see even before camp starts. And I do think there's, you're going to see those once camp officially does start. But before we get into that, um, bet online. It's the number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's open opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continuous source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or to use your phone to learn more about the trends in action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LRS Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first um, listen of the day. You know, I'm actually kind of dedicating this episode. Um, you know, it's been a one month to the day where my wonderful uh, 93 year old granddad passed away. Um, you know, definitely, you know, a little bit of a tougher day than I expected, but, you know, Granddad, I love you. And, you know, this this one and a lot of other future ones are for you. And, you know, I can't believe it's just been a month uh, so far. But anyways, getting into some other um, – so, some more lines that we saw here. Um, some of the defensive pairings. Uh, Duan was with, was with Chabber Weedle. Please do not read, read anything into that. Chris Tang was barely even present for that skate. As Taylor Haas tweeted, he was late joining the group. He just came to the bench. So um, he was in that first group, I am sure that he was partnered with, with, with his usual partner, Brian Dumoulin. So don't read too much into that. Um, Xavier Olette was with Mark Friedman. And then there was a pairing that, I mean, I think it's basically an AHL pairing. Um, and then at the bottom of the group, Ricard Raquel was with Jeff Carter and Kisbury Kapanen. Again, do not read into that. That's not going to be the Penguins third line this year. Raquel is going to play with Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby. But probably he'll probably start um, with, you know, but, I do think Carter and Kapanen, I do think that's going to be at least two-thirds of the third line. Um, I, I don't think they would be comfortable putting a $3.2 million player on the fourth line unless, you know, he's as bad as last year, which, you know, could happen. Hopefully not, but, you know, you know, I think they would, in a perfect world, want him on the third line. Carter, he's going to be your third-line center, even though – you know, the wheels could really come off, fall off from him this year. Um, now, who who plays with them on, on the left side? You know, that's a mystery. Again, it's it's definitely not going to be Raquel, um, to say the least. You know, if you have, you know, I, I know it was Zucker, Malkin, Heinen with, with the Malkin line, but I don't think that's going to be the second line for most of the season, even though Heinen can play both wings because usually Heinen played on Malkin's left wing last year, but also Zucker did. So, Again, if, I, if I've had, to, if I've been saying this all off season. If this is your first episode, um, I think it's going to be Gensel, Crosby, Rust, Zucker with Malkin and Raquel, and then I think they may put Heinen down there with Carter and Kapanen. Um, But it definitely looks like it's Carter Kapanen. That's I think I, I you know I know it's, people are not going to like it. I understand it. You know those are two players that, um, <coughs> excuse me, they've had their fair share of struggles um, over the last twelve months. But I do think that's going to be two thirds of your third line next year. 
And then whoever's on the left wing, Dan Heinen, maybe Ryan Paling, but I don't think Ryan Paling will be up there, to be honest with you all. Um, but again, not reading too much into that. Josh Archwell was with Redeem Zahorna and uh, Alex Nylander. Interesting line. Trey Kajula was with Ryan Paling. And then another player who's, who I think plays down in Wilkes-Barre. I really don't know um, who he is. Um, so you have a couple AHL lines there. Um, Zahorna, maybe he'll make the team, maybe not. Archibald, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards him being on the team because it's a one-way deal at 900K. But if he does have a really bad trading camp, I think they can just put him on waivers and someone else can claim him. It's 900K at the end of the day. I mean, who really cares? And then the bottom three defensive pairings, Marcus Pedersen with Jeff Petrie. Again, I really think this is going to be a pairing that you see a lot this season. I, 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 and I've been talking about that, you know, for the last couple of months, basically. I really do think this is a line that the Penguins like. A, I mean, this is a line, not a line. This is a pairing that Mike Sullivan is going to like a lot. It makes a ton of sense just because, you know, Pedersen, he's the defensive player who can sometimes cover for Petrie and, you know, Petrie can handle those minutes and, you know, he, he's the offensive player on that pairing. You know, I think, you know, Mike in a perfect world, you know, he likes to have one offensive guy, one defensive guy on the same pairing. You know, you look same thing with Brian Jumlin and Chris Latang. Jumlin's the guy that can really cover for his mistakes when he's on his game. Latang, he's going to be that fire wagon in the offensive zones that Jeff Petrie is going to do the same thing. And then we also had the pairing of Ty Smith and Jan Ruta um, in this scrimmage. Again, I do, I, if I had to make a guess right now, I do think you are going to see that be the third pairing when the season starts. And yes, I'm going to talk about this as well. I know the Penguins can send Ty Smith down if they want to. He's waiver ex- waivers exempt. You know, it wouldn't hurt them. Um, believe POJ because he's on, I think he's on a one-way deal now. He would require waivers. Um, but for Ty Smith, he would not. So if he does have a bad camp, they can just stick him down in Wilkes-Barre and he can develop more down there. And, you know, when he's ready to come up, they can just bring him up. Um, in, a, in a regular world, though, well, not a regular world, but um, in, you know, I, I, wouldn't even, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't even say a perfect world because, like, if Smith just, you know, plays to his strengths, he will make this team. He has talent. You know, if you look at the underlying numbers from his rookie season, you know, look at the hockey's prospecting numbers. Watch him play. Great with the puck on his stick. His skating is unmatched. You know, he just has to clean up his decision-making, clean up, you know, his play in the defensive zone. You know, once he's able to do that, um, I really think he's going to be a serviceable top-four defenseman for many years to come. I, I know I've gotten a lot higher on him as the offseason has gone on, and I'm really intrigued to see how he does at camp, how he does in the preseason. And, you know, I know there's always preseason and training camp heroes. We all saw what happened last year with Kasperi Camp, you know, I, and the media was tweeting about it. I was tweeting about saying like he's looking like a one-man wrecking crew and all this stuff, and then he comes out in the regular season, craps all over his pants, and then just stinks. So, you know, it, it, it always – you know, you always got to exercise a little bit of caution. But, you know, I, I, I'm, you know I'm excited for him a lot. And then the other pairing was uh, POJ and Taylor Fadoon. You know, is just going to be in Wilkes-Barre. And then for POJ, you know, this will – you know, almost be making or break a time for him. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the Penguins want to give him a 10 to 20 game sample this year, I think to really see what they have in this player, because, you know, this is the second management team that he's been around for, you know, I don't know how high Rutherford was um, on him, but, you know, he really couldn't crack the line up too much. You know, he did for a little bit when the Penguins were doing some injuries a couple of seasons ago, 
Actually, not in a couple of seasons ago. Not this past season, though, the season before that. Looks good um, in some games, but, you know, you elevate him to the top hearing with Chris saying, and that's just, that's not going to be a fun time. Um, you know, if he's going to play, it's going to be probably third pairing minutes um, at most, maybe, you know, 12, 14 a night. But I do think the time is coming where the Penguins need to unleash him a little bit and see, okay, what do we have in this player? You know, it's all or nothing now. You've been down in Wilkesbury a lot, you know, ever since you came over in the Phil Kessel trade. You were the main piece of that trade. I'm not going to say Alex Galchenyuk was the main piece because he just stunk so bad. But, you know, he was a player that was, you know, really hyped up about, really hyped up by a lot of, you know, um, prospect writers and analysts and all that. Um, you know, so far he hasn't lived up to the billing just yet. So curious to see how aggressive the Penguins are um, in throwing him out there, you know, during preseason games. And, you know, if, he, if he's able to make the team, you know, you know, does he get, you know, a fair um, shake this year? Um, I should say, I apologize, I had to drink some water again. But those were the lines and the defensive pairings for the scrimmage that the Penguins had. On Tuesday, I'm sure they're going to do another one on Wednesday before camp officially opens up. On Thursday, I'm sure we're going to have the teams um, from the Penguins that will be announced. Maybe they'll do it tomorrow. Definitely by Thursday morning. I would assume they'll do it tomorrow. Um, They like to split up the core players onto all three teams. Um, You know, maybe we'll get to see Sid and Geno scrimmage against each other. You know, that's always um, a fun time. So that wraps up this second segment for today's episode. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into some of the latest NHL news and some of the retirements that we saw um, on Tuesday. So that's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So I guess everyone decided to retire around the NHL today. Um, Zendano Chara, that's a massive piece of my childhood gone. Um, you know, I always used to refer to him when I was a kid, just as this just nine foot six Neanderthal. Basically, you know, and you know, I'm sure back when I was 13, I'd call him Shrek or something like that. But man, did he have talent? I mean, just changed the position for the better. The way he, the how fast his, the way he was able to skate while being such a big body was second to none. I mean, I just can't believe he was that good of a skater. Um, despite how big he was, his shot was something else. Great two-way uh, player. Um, he was elite for a lot of years in Boston. And, you know, it was only right that, you know, he he decided to retire as a member of the Bruins Day. You know, I remember always think back to 2013 when him and Crosby were going at it. Um, and, you know, they were pushing and shoving each other. Um, and, you know, it was, I believe it was, uh, game one of the Eastern conference final and Malkin and Bergeron, I think if we're fighting and they were just really getting under the penguin skin that those penguins teams were so soft as Michelle Terrian like, like to say, and, you know, Sid was just, you know, getting peckered by Chara every sing every single time Sid would go out there, Chara would be out there. And, you know, the battles that they had in that series were unbelievable. And, you know, he definitely got under Sid's skin. And, you know, Sid was standing up to him. You know, Chara has like, feels like three feet on him. He's just staring down on him. Like, what what the hell are you going to do, Sid? Like, you're looking at me, right? And he was always just such an intimidating player um, to go up again. So, you know, congratulations to Zendano Chara. 
on an incredible career. You know, I'll always remember the battles that, you know, the Penguins had against the Bruins when he was in his prime. Um, PK Subban, a, a career I think cut too short. I was definitely a bit surprised that he announced his retirement today. Um, but, you know, if, if, if ESPN or Turner Sports aren't getting him a full-time uh, analyst spot, you know, they're, they're doing it wrong. You know, he's a great personality um, for TV. Him and Sid had obviously so many battles over the years too. 2017 Stanley Cup final, you know, where the Listerine storylines being brought up and Sid's like, yeah, he made that up. I didn't say that. And, you know, obviously Sid's just, you know, kind of it's bad to say, but, you know, he's kind of just hitting his helmet on, love tapping his helmet onto the ice a little bit. He's not really doing it on purpose, but, you know, they're always just talking a bunch of crap to each other during that series. And, you know, it's, it's professional. I think Sid even went on a podcast a few years after that and he said, um, I believe it was actually spitting checklists. I, I'm not a regular listener um, of that podcast just because, um, Whitney is just such a, such a weirdo. Um, but you know, it, it was a cool interview, um, to listen to. It's honestly, I think that one of the, I think it's the only episode of Spit and Chicklets I've ever listened to just because it was Sid. Um, I, I do not go out of my way, uh, to listen to that podcast, but when he was on there, um, you know, it was, it was just saying like, yeah, you know, we, 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 we joke about that stuff all the time. It's nothing personal and stuff, but you know, Subban was a great defenseman, um, for, you know, New Jersey, especially Montreal, um, and Nashville, he was beloved in Montreal. He was, when he was in, when he was a Canadian, I would say almost every year he was a top three to five defenseman in the league. Um, had a booming slap shot from the point. Um, his defensive game was also top notch. Um, it's a shame that his, you know, it's a shame that his play just dived off so quickly because you know he's still only thirty three. You know, you'd think like, oh, he should still be having some, you know, plenty of good years right now, but. You know, it's funny to think, yeah, just it just it, it just hit a cliff so quickly. And you know, him and Shea Weber, they were traded for each other. They went out at the same time. That's crazy. Like Weber's like what five years older than him, and they're basically retiring like a season apart. Like who 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 would have seen that coming? And I know Weber. You know, he was basically forced to because of all the injuries that have caught up to him throughout his career. But you know, for Subban. I definitely thought that there was going to be a team out there to give him a professional tryout um, for camp, maybe sign him into a one-year cheap deal, something like that. I, I think he can still play. It's just a matter of, you know, putting him in the right system and, you know, managing his minutes. So it was definitely a bit surprised to see him call it a career today. But, you know, I always loved watching him. Um, he did not deserve some of the hate that he got for, um, in so select cities <clears throat> like Boston. Uh, I had to throw that out there. But he was really good down in Nashville, really freaking good. In Montreal, I mean, I remember watching his first game back there, and he was tears were coming down his face. Um, you know, I think one of the I think the Canadians' owner who was there, um, she was just crying as well. You know, the whole all the the whole fan base was crying just because of how much he was loved in that city. So, congratulations on a great career, PK. Hope to see you on TV. And then for Keith Handel, you know, he was an, a true Iron Man defenseman. Played was able to play in so many games, good in both zones. Um, can't really think, you know, of too many battles against the Penguins over the years. But, you know, he was always a fun player to watch. You know, had a nice shot, had a nice first pass, good skating ability. Um, you know, but it was it was crazy how he was able to stay healthy for almost all of his career. 
and not miss a lot of games. So congratulations to Keith Yandel as well on a great career. Congratulations to all three on tremendous careers. Um, Chara, he'll be he'll 100% be going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. PK, you know, probably not, you know, probably the Hall of Very Good. And the same with Keith Yandel. But, you know, still all three very good defensemen, um, you know, the last 10, 15, and then, you know, dating back 20 plus years um, for Zendano Chara. That will do it for today's episode of the Law Tom Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. I'll have another episode for you all on Wednesday. We'll get into some more training camp stuff and a couple of other things that I do have planned for you all as well. So again, thank you all so much for listening and I'll talk with you all on Wednesday.